This binder is a labor of love. And I do mean a labor. (laughs) (laughs) Because it, it has taken me to a whole new level of thinking about just, just organizing. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Organized Success podcast. That quote from Lisa Washington and her binder are the reasons why I wanted to invite her on the podcast. Okay. I think all of us go through these similar curation hurdles that Lisa had gone through to create her Mm -hmm. binder. You know, you start with an idea, you've been collecting that information, and then when you're ready to start packaging those resources, you run into what I call a curation conundrum. Okay. I believe wouldn't exist if you were actually working with a three ring binder. So I know that, you know, with digital, you can share as much as you want, right? Right. The trick is how do you package and present that information for your audience? So with the paper-based binder, you physically have limitations, right? You can only fit so much in a physical two inch binder, like, and, and then let alone let somebody carry that around. With digital, you don't have that physical limitation, which is you know great for many obvious reasons, but it can also be challenging. So you still have to make it meaningful for your audience so they don't get overwhelmed by the amount of information you share with them. So when I was working on that project, it was a great exercise for me because I got to experience this curation issue from her mm-hmm. perspective. There, were t- there was another reason why I wanted to do this, right? And the other reason why I want to divide her on is that the content itself is really interesting. Oh, yes. I mean, the content that she shares in her binder really focused on what it means to get, you know, your high school student ready for adult living. And it's not just the academics that we're all focused on, right? The insights were so, I mean, they were really meaningful for me because I have daughters, you know, adult daughters going through that very transition and her interview was not just for the special needs community. It was also for any parent we discovered, right? Right. You have children going, you know, making this transition. And the earlier you start thinking about it, the better. All right. So welcome. We're so happy to have you here, Lisa, um, to our Organized Success podcast. And I'm so glad that we're at this point that we can share this wonderful binder that you've been working on. Um, yes, Tina, Tina, when you say introductions, I um, I don't know, I feel kind of slighted a little bit. I did not realize <laughs> that you were one of the founders of LiveBinder. <laughs> I was kind of chuckling a little bit and trying to remember how I got on your support ticket and I saw your question and I remember saying, I want that question because I want to know what she's trying to do. Yes. with these binders. I was really intrigued by it. Um, uh, so I took that support question and it was a journey, but I I want to share with you that I learned a lot. And this is one of the reasons why I love um, getting in there and seeing what, what you all are, you know, having issues with and what you're trying to accomplish by organizing your resources. And I, I want to share, you know, as we go through this this little interview, um, some of the things that I came came away with okay. that I think are really powerful. So I appreciate uh, you. And Lisa, let's have you introduce yourself. 
Okay, so I'm Lisa Washington, and I am uh, I work for Arkansas Transition Services, and I am a transition consultant for the southwest portion of the state. So we assist those students, uh, the families, and their teachers in supporting the transition from high school into their adult life, or hashtag adulting. You know, uh, whether that be go on to uh, four year college. Uh, community college, the VOTEC, or straight into the workforce. Um, the other part of our uh, of our job is we assist those individual teachers. We provide them technical assistance uh, with how to write their transition plans and have those transition plans be compliant per federal law. Okay, is that for special ed students or? It is. It okay. is. It is for those students that have IEPs, but we also. Um, work with those teachers who have caseloads of indirect students. Um, and we offer uh, different services. For example, we have a, a summer camp uh, that we hold every year. And it is for not just students with IEPs, but students with the 504 as well. Can you, I know most of our listeners will understand what IEP and 504 is at, but can you explain what those acronyms are for? Uh, yes, I get so caught up in the um, special ed alphabet soup that I just kind of throw <laughs> them out there. IEPs oh, yes. are uh, individualized educational plans, and that is, uh, it's a law under IDEA, the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, uh, that they have supports and services for them to close the achievement gap, if you would. So that's what that's what those are. Can I just interject real quick before you go to the 504s? Yes. Wouldn't are you familiar with universal design of learning and UDL? Yes. Wouldn't it be great if every student had an IEP? You know, I one of the great features about this live binder is that I didn't want it to be just for special ed students or 504s. I wanted this to be accessible to anybody, to any teacher or student. Um, and or so parent. We, or parent. We, we tried to make it to where it wasn't necessarily uh, IDEA specific, but there are some, there are some notes in here. There are some texts that, uh, that are specifically designed for those students with IEPs. But again, I wanted to make it so that everybody could access it. And, and uh, that's reason. one of the first things I noticed after browsing. You nailed it. Anybody can use this. I mean, I, that's what impressed me from the minute I browsed through it is it could help anybody. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. And the 504s? So those students, they have, um, they receive indirect services. So they aren't as support intensive as IEP students. So they may have a pullout for speech. Um, they may have a pullout for um, uh, occupational therapy or physical therapy, uh, but they just have the same source of supports and modifications uh, as the as student with an IEP. So I think we kind of warmed up very nicely, but do you have an inspirational quote that you'd like to share? I, I do. I'm, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown, and uh, she talks about vulnerability uh, and what it what it takes, and how how to dare greatly. And one of her favorite quotes actually comes from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, and it's the uh, the man in the arena. 
and so what that basically means is that someone who is involved in the situation uh, with the blood, sweat, and tears in the arena fighting it out is uh, opposed as, as opposed to someone sitting on the sideline uh, watching. And that's referred to the man in the arena. You have the, the guts to get in there and do the dirty work and not listen to sideline conversations or comments. And it has been, um, I've sidelined myself on this line finder in that I, I just, I would just get it. And then I would say, no, just forget it. We're just not going to do it. I'm not going to stick to it. But um, I, I thank you, Tina, for encouraging me to, to stick it out. <laughs> well, so, you, the man you know, that quote arena. is, yeah, I love that, that quote, man in the arena, in the arena, because it takes a lot of work. And that's what I want to say here is, you know, you, everybody has an idea and everybody does the research. You did the research. You had lots and lots of information that you had curated. And I think this is true for everyone. Um, but how do you make it make sense for other people? You had a vision about where you wanted it to go for the individual student. You had a vision about where it could go for the teachers who were training the students and prepping them. Um, and you had feedback, great feedback from your team. But can you kind of share that vision with us? Like, first of all, how did you discover Live Binders in the first place? And why did you think it was the right choice for what you wanted to do? Well, I was thinking about my days in college and how we had that three ring binder that we had to take with us um, in order. Uh, and Miss Linda, you may recognize this as in order to be a teacher, you had to show proof and documentation of your abilities, of your skills. Uh, and during my uh, student teaching, it was required that we have a three ring binder and we kept, um, pictures, notes, awards of just to highlight us in action of being a teacher. And I thought about that and I said, why can't we have something for the students to have that they can, that reflects where they are, you know, um, uh, employability wise, student wise, we need something like that. So I started researching and I found a couple of a uh, couple of sites that spoke about binders, but one particular site said ePortfolio. And I said, now what in the world is that? So I went in and started digging in and live binders came up. I said, huh, let's try this. And it was free. So that was always great. That's always a, a, an appealing uh, uh, part to to anything, especially when it comes to teachers and school districts. And so I, I just went in and hit that little tutorial. I said, oh, I can do this. And it wasn't, it, it really wasn't that difficult to create the tabs to just start building. So I, I liked it because again, because it was free and it is very user-friendly. So well, that was great because you just started building and that's how you take on big projects and challenges is you just, you just dive in, you get in that arena and then you get ready to, to do it. I mean, it's not yeah. going to be perfect, but you got to start and that's what yeah. you did. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. 
So yeah. tell us about this binder. Let's let's put this binder on screen here. Okay, gonna open it up, and there she is. It's a beautiful binder. This binder is a labor of love, and I do mean a labor. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it has taken me to a whole new level of thinking about just, just organizing things. I just, it, it, well, Tina, you know, I started out with, I don't know, 150 tabs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, one section. <laughs> and she still has that binder. Like I encouraged <laughs> you to keep that binder because it's your encyclopedia of all your knowledge. And yes, if there's something yes. that you want or somebody's asking for something in particular, you know where it is in your personal encyclopedia binder. But this one was refined down yes. based on recommendations from your team yes. um, and also what you were trying to do. It, what, I think when you started it, you were thinking that the students would start building their own binders. And yes. so we kind of went, but you wanted it for the teachers. You wanted it for the, the students. And then and we pivoted yes and, and don't forget their parents and their parents wanted, right that's right there were three always three some, members yes. that we were talking about yes and in an IEP um you the decisions are driven by the team and so who are the team members well they're the student they're the teachers and they're the parents so this is why we wanted to make it accessible and for all of the team members to put in, to, uh, to, to contribute to it. So I think there was, there was so much information here and what you did. And I, this was epiphany for me too, was that, you know, how do we organize it? So it makes sense for all three. Then we narrowed yes. it down to the teacher is the one who's really the connection at this point, yes. but still keep those three, uh, viewers in mind, stakeholders. Yes. Um, and then what I realized in one of your, you had a letter to the teacher, you had a letter to the parent and a letter to the student in almost every section here. Yes. And it was one of your letters that you already had the outline in your letter. Like you had this outline of how the binder should be built. I think it was under the, the, um, the career employment. The career employment. Yeah. Like right. in that letter, if you go to the teacher letter, you had already gotten the principles of what will help a student realize where they're going to go once they finish school. And was like, well, let's just use what you already know as the outline for the binder. And that was just really an epiphany for me. And everything after that flowed smoothly. So I really think it's taking the time to get your ideas written down and then making it, if you can make it comprehensible in an outline format, then your binder kind of will flow from there. It was good to have another set of eyes. That's the other thing. Yeah. Because I, I, this was my baby. And mm -hmm. when people were criticizing my baby, I kind of got in my feelings and not criticizing in a negative way, but in a constructive way. Um, and so when uh, you and I got together and I had you look at it and you gave me your feedback, then, oh my, then it was like, okay, well, let me rethink some things and look at it from a different perspective. And then once I did that, I could see where my tabs were overwhelming because on the free version, 
you can create as many tabs as you want to. <laughs> and I did. I took advantage of that. But then to streamline it, I mean, it just it just flows so much better. So talk about each of these sections. So I love the fact that it automatically creates a table of contents. That really helped me in terms of finding um, where information was stored um, and the um, and the whole setup. I, I like the outline form of it because that's how I learn uh, best. I need to have it written down. I need to be able to see it. It needs to be in an outline form and, and it sets it up uh, in the table of contents perfectly. So when we were looking at um, transition, transition has three domains. It has career employment, education and training, independent living and community participation. Those are the uh, domains that uh, are required for uh, a transition plan. Um, when we started out in student personal information, this was uh, a letter to the learner so they can understand why they are doing this. And it was the fact that some students, most students, they don't know telephone numbers. They know how to go on their phone and click on the name, but they really don't know a telephone number, say that phone was disabled or something and, and they didn't have access to it. Uh, another thing we thought about was the fact that some students really don't know uh, their physical address, um, their emergency contact information, um, anything that they're allergic to uh, medical-wise. Um, and we thought that starting out with just getting them the basic and giving the basic information so uh, they know their personal data, their mm -hmm. demographic. And how this can be used not just for um, uh, uh, an employment setting, but also if they were to go to the doctor or the dentist. Uh, so we 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 didn't narrow it down to just employment. We wanted them to know uh, important personal information, uh, and we did address the employment, of course. But again, it's those other demographic information. That yeah, I think that's so eye-opening to me, um, the value of that. We take for granted that, oh, you know, you live, you use your phone, but so you must know it, but we often don't. Right, right. Insurance information, for example, things that we know as adults, but we have to be able to prep our kiddos and... Uh, and teach them about how to find this information, where to find this information, which I may be jumping the gun a little bit, but um, I, wanted, I wanted this binder, again, to be accessible to everybody, to those three main um, players in the IEP team. But I did understand that our kids these days are not paper, and pencil. They are on the web, they're on TikTok, uh, Facebook, that's where they are. And so how can, LifeBinder was a perfect segue in terms of how they can access this information wherever they are. Um, one of the things that I, I told my team was, 
suppose there was a fire and all of the information was lost. Well, as long as they had access to their email, they'll have access to this live binder, no matter what, what situation happens in their life. Um, and a lot of things that, that a lot, oftentimes we see students come back after they graduated asking their teachers for that IEP Interesting. <laughs> or for that summary of performance because they were not ready to, to adult yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and That's... so it's a few years after they've graduated, they come back and they want the information. Well, they only keep it for so many years and then it gets destroyed. So uh, this also prompted me to, uh, to want to do this. Yeah, and yeah. My first thought when I saw this vital records is that every kid should pull that up and fill it out. Yeah. It doesn't matter what, if you have an IEP or not, mm-hmm. even adults would nerd tab to sprint it out. Yes. Yes. So what's um, that next tab you got there? So under our career employment section. This is um, my favorite tab. Is Okay. I'm so yeah. glad you said that, Miss Linda. This is the tab that was over the top. Yes. I can imagine. I can imagine. I mean, if we had a screenshot of the original one, you are seeing, you would see a million subtabs, I think. Yes. All blue. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of good information. They were all, it was all good information. And like Tina said earlier, it just wasn't really organized mm-hmm. very well in terms of how I had it. But uh, again, with second pair of eyes, it it, it made a difference. Yeah. So um, so career employment is a section that is uh, a domain of uh, transition, and uh, we narrowed it down and streamlined it for. Um, the four areas, the, the awareness, the exploration, the prep, and the assimilation. And um, one of the first things we did was we wanted the students to have a reality check. Mm-hmm. And Real Life Arkansas is a quick, fun way to uh, get them to start thinking about life for real, according to how they want to live. So if they wanted um, to live in a house or an apartment or an efficiency, uh, what kind of clothes they wanted to wear, vehicles they wanted to drive, um, it tallies that and and lets them know this is how much money that you need to be making in order to live that lifestyle. And and sometimes it is very much a, a reality check. So because we don't want to squash their dreams, right? but we do want them to think realistic. And so, for example, I can go through and I wanted to say, I I, I chose Little Rock to live in. These are all cities in the state of Arkansas. So you have those kiddos that that are here. They don't plan on going anywhere. Um, And so this is how we can start off the reality check. I selected Little Rock. Um, I'm going to live in a house. No, let me live in a one bedroom apartment. Then what happens is over here, it starts tallying up how much it's going to cost based on your answer. So this real life Arkansas takes you step by step for our, for our listeners. Just so you know, you just jumped to another screen that once you picked where you wanted to live, it tells you how much it's going to cost. And then it jumps you to 
like the, the utilities around it, right? Yes, it's a great yes, app. Yes. And, and it goes on all the way through, like I like I mentioned, um, all the way down to what it is that you're what what you have to make in order to live this sort of lifestyle. One of the next uh tabs we have is education and training. And this is the the how they're gonna get there. Um because college is not for everybody and that's okay. <laughs> we just want to make sure that you are a successful, productive member of society and to be able to navigate through your community successfully. So uh, education and training, we have uh, not only different resources that talk about the difference, for example, between a modification and an accommodation. Now, this is one of the one of the forms, one of the tasks that is uh, specific to those IEP students or those 504 students. What does uh, that mean, accommodations and modifications? That there is a difference. This is uh, an accommodation is supporting that student in um, how they're accessing the information. Modification yeah. is when you change the um the the teaching or the how they're being taught and their expectation level so an accommodation might be extra time to complete a test okay a, mo a modification would be if you are given 10 vocabulary words you take out five Okay. So you're changing the structure of the lesson and it's not as high a rigor as it would be. So sometimes they get confused in accommodations and modifications. And we always want them to know that when you go off to the real world, there aren't any modifications in the real world. They may There may be accommodations. For example, um, a business would build a wheelchair accessible ramp, for example, so you can get into the building. That's an accommodation. But the modification is not that they are going to uh, have you work half half a shift or half time expect you expect you to pay, expect to receive full-time wager. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. So. Okay. So, in our independent living and community participation. So, is this, this a is, different tab? No, this is a wrong? different tab. Okay. So this now we're moving to once you get the, past the, the educational training, you've picked your career. Now you need to know what it takes. Do I have to go to school? Do I have to learn certain skills? Right. So right. then you move on to the independent living, which is what do I need to do to, to live independent? Yes. Okay. And community participation, that community participation is how they are going to navigate themselves through the community. That is, how are they going to get to doctor's appointments? How are they going to get to and from work? Uh, what skills do they, do they have to have in order to be successful on the job? And going back to civics, what are the things, what, what does a responsible person in the United States have to do? For the young men, they have to uh, register with selective services. For um, adults 18, uh, state of Arkansas says that you are an adult when you turn 18, then you would register to vote. 
just those sorts of civic duty type of activities that, you know, um, a lot of our young men are not aware that they have to register with selective services once they turn 18. This is so interesting. I mean, I think any young adult would be would benefit from understanding what it takes to to yes. move out of your house and engage with your community and what do you need to know like yes uh, financial literacy how to mm, manage your money mm-hmm. you know it, do you save my, a lot of you know we don't have these conversations with kids but it's not just about making the money but it's also about saving some money too yeah so tell us what those sub tabs are in that main tab so that our listeners can know that you, you've got different sections so you've got independent living and in there you have um, the um, Medicaid waiver services. Not a lot of our students um, know, not a lot of the parents know that um, once they find out that they have a disability, it's a good idea to go ahead and put them on the Arkansas Medicaid waiver list because that waiver list is astronomically long. And so by the time they reach high school, and if they haven't been on the list, it may be a little bit too late for them to receive services after they graduate. Now we're talking about those individual students who are going to be homebound, who will not be able to, um, to work for whatever reason. Um, they're, uh, they're bound to a, a, a hospital bed, for example. Uh, those sorts of students. But by law, we still required to complete a transition plan on them. For them. So, so you provide the website here in the binder where they can fill out that form and it's it's a great awareness. They may already know about it, but you are just giving this friendly reminder, Re- yes. re-emphasizing that yes. start now while they're in yes. high school. If you haven't done it already, yes. get them on the Medicare wait list. One thing that comes as a big shock is if they are receiving some sort of um, service, uh, for example, social security, they are receiving that. Then what is it? What happens is once they turn 18, then they're off. They have to go through a redetermination process. And that's an eye opener for a lot of parents as well. Um, We talk about guardianship here in this section. Um, if you feel as though your student will be incapacitated and unable to care for themselves, then you can start planning on getting uh, guardianship before they turn 18. Because after they turn 18, or when they turn 18, they are considered an adult in the state of Arkansas, then it's, it's much more difficult to get guardianship of an adult than it is. A, a minor. So that's a great. So you've put that resource there under independent yes. living. Great. Yes. And under um, our health care, um, like you mentioned, it's it's once they become an adult, they no longer talk to mom and dad. Uh, but here is just a little form that tells the parents what are the differences between a pediatric doctor and an adult doctor, you know, um, and Honestly, did you realize that your child would not be seeing your pediatric doctor once they turn 18, 19, 20, that they have to go on to a new doctor? Have you done any research uh, 
uh, about that doctor, see if that they will be a good fit, you know, yeah. as a primary care physician. So things to, to get the parents thinking as well. But we do have to set up some realistic expectations mm-hmm. in terms of life and the probability of the longevity of, of the parents, you know, comes to a certain head. And then what do we do? You, know, you just don't want to get there at the, at the end of the road and say, okay, now which way? What do I do now? Um, turning 18, this is in there, what it means for your health. It's a one pager. So it's really quick, easy to read. Um, and it just gives you some information about the rights that those individuals will have when they become an adult. So the doctor won't call mom and dad, you know, to uh, to remind him or her of the appointment. They will call, make contact with that student who's now an adult that to remind them that had that appointment, you know, scheduled. So again, just some eye openers for parents, mainly in this independent living community participation section. The next section is graduation. And I want to pop in here your, shall we say, title screens for each section. I love how colorful they are and eye-catching, especially um, if you're working with teenagers who like color, yes, <laughs> you know. Yes, so I yes. really, you know, I, that caught my eye throughout the whole uh, binder. You know, this dollar sign is the cha-ching, so kids <laughs> yeah. would love that. <laughs> Well, I wanted to add too that this was one of the ones where I had said, you know, put the letters in the main tabs, was, and you I said, no, not, no, you definitely not bring that up. <laughs> I know you weren't going to bring it up, but I was so happy that you just stuck to your grounds. You said, no, I'm going to keep it visual, and then the first thing Linda says, and I'm like, that wasn't <laughs> yeah. me, that was Lisa. <laughs> I think it's the teacher in us. <laughs> so, in this graduation section. This will have the information. Uh, there's summary performance. Summary performance is what we use to take that IEP and streamline it for their post-secondary, whatever it is, college, VOTEC, straight into the workforce. And it, it takes that IEP, and Ms. Linda, IEPs can be, what, 20 pages if we let it? <laughs> but I just know they take a lot of work. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But this summary of performance, it is um, just a snapshot of their level of ability, uh, some of their accommodations that they will need, uh, and most important, the input from the student. Do they know what an accommodation or modification is? Um, do they know who to seek out in their environment? for support because now your teacher is no longer there. That's a big one. Yeah. Some of the, those post-secondary goals are mentioned in here so that the next person, let's say that going on to a four-year university, that disability support service or student support service, whatever it's called on that individual campus, they can know their accommodations or their academic needs rather. Uh, based on their high school career and and high school career, they get tested um, and they have uh, a lot of assessments that go along. So assessments not only come from students, 
but we want them to come from their parents and from teacher observation as well. So I failed to mention that earlier, but assessments are all throughout the three areas, three components of transition. And again, that's career employment, education training, independent living and community participation. These kids need to know this too, because in some cases, mom or the student will have to fight on these assessments to get what they need done. They go to the four-year college, two-year college, or a job. So Mm -hmm. this is vital for them to be prepared um, to take, you know, to take their case to do the best for themselves. And I hope that the message would be that you do not have to use the assessments that are in this binder. But for you to be thinking that, oh, wait, I do need assessments to help me write this post-secondary goal. Uh, that's, that's my hope. Um, the last tab is other resources. And other resources are things that we've mentioned before. One thing we added in here, I liked this one. This one came from an attorney. Uh, gave me some resources. Practical tool for lawyers, steps in supporting decision-making. Oh, yes. Don't let the the, uh, cover intimidate you. It intimidated me when I looked at it. (laughs) (laughs) But we're looking here at guardianship is not needed, for example. Then we have to go through and identify some some clear concerns. You know, where are they going to live? How are they going to live? Um, we're going to work, um, anything that, that they need to understand to be a, an adult. Again, we're hashtag adulting. So we're talking about contracts, um, uh, uh, leases, uh, things that, buying a car. I mean, we're, we're talking about all those adulting things. And we look at They go through and they identify some of the things that they are thinking about, something like in terms of something being challenging. Um, Do do their student run the risk of being uh, influenced in a negative way? Uh, Then what what can we do about that? And this is really geared towards the IEP 504 students or any student? Really, any student. As, as a parent, you're trying to prepare your, your student for adulthood. And so this kind of helps keep the legalese in the forefront of your mind. Um, Social Security, representative payee, for example. Um, if they uh, get 18 and they are go through the redetermination process and they um, are successful, then who is that payee going to be? Who is that going to be mom? dad, um, grandmother, family friend, who's going to be responsible for those monies that mm-hmm. come through. Mm-hmm. And you, up until this point, by default, it was always the parent. So, so now comes a whole nother, whole because nother they're 18. Yeah. Yes. How are you introducing it to those that need to use this? How are you getting into the school's to the teachers, what method do you have to reach out? So the method is through training. So on one of our trainings that we have for this summer, we are, um, we need a QR code. 
uh, straight to this live finder. Um, and we're just, again, introducing this as another tool that they could use, another resource that they could use. Um, no pressure, uh, but, uh, but certainly we want them to take a look at it to see if they can glean from anything in it. And, and how to get to it, at the LifeBinder's whole setup is really, it's phenomenal. It's much like uh, Google, except for LifeBinder. Um, in, our, in our search, in the search box, we can search, uh, seek out different binders that go along with what we're looking for. Like Al Deviso, for example, he has a binder on here with different apps that uh, we found very useful. And I've heard him speak before. He's a wonderful, wonderful dynamic person. Um, but he has some binders in here. So he utilizes Live Binder. And so I was like, oh my goodness, match made in heaven. You, <laughs> you know Live Binder. I know Live Binder. Let's talk Live Binder. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'll, you'll have to point that out to me. Um... I'd love to to share it on our feature page, which is where we put your binder so people can have access to it um, at livebinders.com. Go to slash shelf featured, I think. It's posted all over our website, but you'll see Lisa's um, transition binder there. AR transition, AR for Arkansas yes. transition portfolio. So do you have any advice for fellow transition coaches? We're trying to provide training to teachers, students. Yes, don't give up. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> yeah. don't give up. You cut are your, the man in the marina after all, yeah. right? Cut, cut yourself some slack. Give yourself a little bit of grace. Um, and lastly, reach out for support. I, again, uh, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know who you're going to get. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for allowing me a platform to, to kind of, I don't know, kind of unveil the baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you put it that way. Like I said, it's an awesome binder. That's my favorite term for um, binders that I find that are, that, are my comparison tool when I look for binders that I want to highlight and feature on Wednesdays. And Thank you, this is Linda. one of those. Thank you. Thank you so much.